Welcome to the Endless Wealth Podcast. I'm a mama of two little ones, owner of a multi seven-figure real estate portfolio, and I'm your host, Sarah Miskelly. My mission is to show ambitious, high-performing women in business how they can stop chasing money at work and start making passive cash flow and build wealth from real estate investing. Just be ready because with the right ideas and advice me and my phenomenal guests will share in each episode, you will see things differently than you ever thought possible. All right, let's get into this week's episode. I'm talking to, I call him my lifestyle investing hero, Maurice Fulogene. <laughs> we are LinkedIn buddies. His story is incredible. You <laughs> honestly are such a motivation for so many people about how to, you know, invest, make passive cash flow, but just mm. live a freedom lifestyle. And the main thing I want to know, just hopping into this is mm. what was that definitive moment in your life where you're like, I don't want to do the normal, you know, nine to five grind. What was that transitional moment for you? There's, oh, that's, that's wild. That's, but there, there's three, there's three. There is, I woke up, I realized something when I was 15. I woke up when I was 21. And then in 2013, when I think I was 38, I said, hell no. So let's, let's do it that way. I realized when I was 15, um, the world was a lot bigger than inner city Boston because that's where I grew up. My father had the wherewithal to send me to France to spend time with this family, um, exchange student family that had stayed with me the the year before. So this guy's name is Matthew. We're still tight to this day, some 30 plus years later. Um, My father sent me to his house in Paris to go stay with him. This is 1990. And I traveled around the country for 30 days in an old Range Rover with his family. Changed my life. Because I was a 15-year-old knucklehead kid from the city, you know? Like, all I knew was taking the T, which is the train and the public transportation and getting in fights and being in trouble. And then I go to France, and it's like, man, the Mediterranean Sea, French wine, uh, French girls. That was great. That was great. French weed. That was that was good, too. That was good. <laughs> The food was excellent. But what it really did was open my mind to the fact that the world is a lot bigger than Boston. So I'm grateful for that trip. What happened when I was 21 was I found the book Personal Finance for Dummies, very just randomly. Um, I was in New York City, Queens, um, and I walked into this bookstore. It wasn't even a bookstore. It's like a like a I don't know, like one of those dollar stores or something like that. And personal finance for dummies was sitting there. I'll never forget. It was $3.27. Something told me to buy it. And I was barely 21, 21, 22 years old. And um, there was a pat. So I, I wanted to fix my, I didn't want to make mistakes with money. And like, I felt it, you know what I mean? Like I had the high interest rate credit cards coming out of college and all that. But there was a passage in there on passive income. That made everything click. That woke me up because it's like, oh, you're telling me that there's a way for me to make money without physically having to be somewhere, which means I could go back to when I was 15 and have more experiences like that. That's It was those two things that really changed me. And then the last thing is in 2013, so this is um, 15 years into my corporate career, uh, I work for Accenture, global consulting firm, 25 years there. I'm very complimentary of them, okay? So it's whenever I say stuff about corporate, I never want anyone to be like, oh, you're talking shit about your company. No, not at all. They were great. Um, but I was an analyst, made consultant, consultant, made manager, manager, made senior manager. I'm senior manager. I want to be partner. And I'm like, 
the goalpost keeps moving. I'm not getting happier. While I am getting paid more, I'm getting more and more responsibility. I'm finding myself in the office even more. And I just woke up. I just totally woke up. I was like, nah, I'm going to get roles for the max amount of pay, least amount of hours, invest in this real estate thing, drive passive income, create a lifestyle for myself, continue to travel, go do my passions, like be a police officer, travel for the NFL, act on TV. It's just been this journey, man. And the common thread in all of it is when I sensed something, I went with my gut. I wasn't really interested in what society was telling me to do. And here I am. And I have a very unique lifestyle for myself. <laughs> yeah. Like you're just saying before I hopped on that you might just hop off to Norway this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, go to well, it. But you know, here's the thing though. Like somebody, somebody is going to go, well, you're in Costa Rica. So I'm not really, you, you don't get to say anything, but somebody <laughs> here in all seriousness, somebody here is going to take their family and they're going to go to Costco on Saturday and they're going to spend a whole day at Costco. And what I'm suggesting to people is the way people go to Costco is the way I go to the airport and get on a plane. It, it doesn't compute as abnormal to me. It is a very normal function of me taking an Uber, going to the airport, travel hacking, getting on a plane, landing in another country, staying there for two days, coming right back. Very simple. Once you make it part of your routine, it has become part of my routine, so much so that I've been to almost 100 countries now 300 times, and I don't see it stopping. It's incredible. And you know what yeah. I love about this and why you have such a massive online following like it's massive <laughs> like let's let's be real here because i think that you you show people that you've done so much and it's like there's a lot of people online like me for example they're like what you're 34 you're they're living this freedom lifestyle it's like yeah they don't know i've literally mm. been doing it since i was like born <laughs> like that was what mm -hmm, my family mm -hmm, did mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i had a similar moment too when i was eight and my dad took me to croatia for the first time and it's these these times in your life that you don't realize how impactful they are, even mm -hmm. though they are. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, people live like this. They're not just in the city. I was living in an apartment building, you know, with my single mom. And it was just a different lifestyle. You know, I saw her go to work nine to five. And then I go to Croatia this whole summer and yeah. because my dad had real estate. And that's why we were able to go for two months and lie on a beach and camp by the side of the road and like, you know, just just random stuff. But it sticks with you. And it clearly carried you forward from 15 to those Accenture days where you're like, something's not right here. And, you know, for mm -hmm. you now, how do you finance your life? Like, what does it look like um, and how could somebody start doing what you do? Yeah, I feel you. Um, I'm 48 years old now. I'm a very young 48. Like I'm, I would never even go backwards in age. I'm very happy where I am. I, I'm in, I'm in love with life. I, I really am. And I don't mean that as like a, you know, like a punchline or something. No, I'm in, I'm in love with life. And I worked 25 years, multiple careers, as you know. So I was at Accenture for 25 years as a corporate executive. Then I was in the military for 22 years and on as a reservist, but I did 10 years worth of active duty. So that was a lot of time that I did. And then, then I became a street cop when I was 33 and I stayed there for 15 years. I, I did it all at the same time. <clears throat> I think you can have freedom in the choices that you make. Like I became a police officer because it was something purposeful that I wanted to do for myself before I died. I wanted to have a take-home car outside my house, all shiny and whatnot, and be proud of what I did and all that type of stuff. But now that I'm out of all of it, the, the choice that I made in my early 20s was to take a really good port. I already gave you my why. 
My why was I wanted to feel that thing, that feel that life. I, I sensed the world had something more to offer than just us sitting in a cube at work. So I decided to take my two amazing paychecks and I paid myself first always. So instead of, I tell people this all the time, man, why is the cable bill more important than the future version of yourself? Why are you paying Baltimore Gas and Electric before you send money to your future self? Because 20 to 30 years of formal education and familial upbringing has told you to go to work, get paid, pay your bills, go out and have fun and invest what's left. And by me picking up personal finance for dummies when I was 21, that led me on this journey where the Fairfax County, Fairfax County, Virginia Library was my friend when I didn't have one. We're talking now I'm, I'm dating myself. I'm taking us back to 2001, 2002. So I was like 25, 26. There was no Google. Well, Google was coming around or whatever. Yahoo was around. But there really wasn't this social media presence that we have or this plethora of information that exists on the Internet today. But what there was was aisle six of the Fairfax County Library that had all the business books and whatnot. Right. I just kept reading them and reading them. A little bit of luck came involved because there was the boom cycle of the 2000s and you could buy a piece of real estate. And, you know, a few months later, it was worth 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 grand more. But what I decided to do was buy condos as, as many as I could. Simple price points that are like 120, 100. This was some advice that I got from this real, realtor. She was like, hey, buy these little dozen things, right? And pay them off over time. And then you'll have a salary. And I was like, Oh, shoot. She's right. So I did that. And it was slow and it was inefficient, but it worked. So mm -hmm. I found myself in 2004. So I started that journey in 2002. I got up to, I think I did, I think I bought 50 homes, but I got up to 35 single family homes. I sold a rack of them. I paid off 18 of them with my pay and then some of the equity from the other homes. I went through the 2008 down cycle. So I struggled too. But I found myself with, um, 18 paid off homes with 160 grand of, uh, cash flow coming in. Now, here's the thing. I never, like once you have your basic needs met, this is what I was posting on this morning. Once you have your basic needs met, you don't touch that. Because people keep saying, why didn't you cash that in and go get something bigger? Why? I already, I'm already living a dream by having 160 grand coming in and I have time. That's living the life of a millionaire or billionaire without the billion dollars. So that's how I finance myself is... Over the years, I took my amazing pay from those employers. I bought rental property. I paid them off over long periods of time. I had plenty of problems, but I paid them off over very long periods of time. Now I still own most of those original 18. I still own 15 of them. They fund my life. Now I'm doing, as you know, like $30 million deals and $40 million deals nowadays, but that stuff doesn't even fund me day to day. It is still the original single family that my 23-year-old self started studying in that Fairfax County Library. Yeah, that's similar to my husband and I. He, it's all his yeah. Detroit properties <laughs> that finance our Costa Rica lifestyle. Like this, that's it. And it's the simplicity of it. And that's what I think almost is like, you know, eruption of information now. Like it's getting people confused, man. Like people are like, I don't know what to do. There's too many options. And it's like more people like you that are just being really straight about it and being like, have patience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, just get into that first property, learn from the first, get the confidence up, mm -hmm. get into the second, get the confidence up. It's just like build that cash flow and confidence over time. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you'll see what that creates for you. And you'll start opening your mind as you're describing to like these bigger deals. 
And you probably are in those bigger deals because you started in these smaller properties. And, you know, I always point to your posts online because they're so straight for people. Like what you're talking about, it's not about, and I'm similar mindset, you know. Mm, You are, very much so. Yeah, Yeah. like I feel grateful to have discovered this. You know, I'm 34 now, and I guess it's just because of my upbringing. I've seen what it's like when you have money, you know, I've cried on a yacht. And and I've realized, like, it's not always that great. And it's really like, how do you finance your life so that you can have freedom? Like here, you know, surfing in the morning. For you, it's like this endless travel and developing now in the Mediterranean. I know that's something you're up to. Uh, But Mm -hmm. there was a post I want to point to because there's an efficiency to how you operate. And I I love when you talk about this because I think these are the Mm. things that people overlook. You know, you said in a recent post how to create a 14-month year. (laughs) No, but I used to say this when I was a realtor. I was like, if I wake up at 5 a.m., I'm actually adding X number of time to my day. And I was a high-performing person. But you're like 4 to 8 a.m. each weekday. That's 20 extra hours a week. And it's looking mm-hmm. at, okay, how do you kill or eliminate that downtime in a sense that has no purpose, which is Netflix or beer at night. And then once again, like neither of us are haters on that. It's more just no. like if somebody's trying to level up, like, you know, I love my red wine. Like I love to chill. I love a good meal, but it's, if you want to level up, there's time available for you if you're efficient with it. And I, I have to ask, do you find that was from like your military trainer? Like, how did you get these levels of mindset aside from, you know, the book reading in the library mm-hmm. to get you to this place where you think this way? Uh, books. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, I think, I think books, I think, um, my family has no military history. I, 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 I needed money to go to school. So I got an ROTC scholarship and I ended up in the air force. And, you know, when you go down to basic training, I was an officer, right? I retired as a Lieutenant Colonel, but if you go down to basic training, you're waking your butt up at 4am and you start to realize, man, it's eight, eight o'clock and you've already run six miles. You've done 300 pushups. You've read a book. You like, you get so much stuff done. It's stuck with me and people confuse that post. So let me, let me explain that post a little bit. What, listen, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. We know that we got to sleep around eight of it, which means we have 16 hours left. What you do with that 16 is really You can drive it with intention. And the the, the way that I thought about that time was I have to work at Accenture. They're making they're they're my big moneymaker, normal, my normal moneymaker. I want to be a police officer. So the only time I can do it is in the middle of the night. So now I'm going to do both at the same time. I got to find time to sleep. But I'm also building this real estate portfolio. So where is my time? Well, you know where my time was when I was a police officer and Accenture? I would do real estate stuff at lunch. I would do real estate stuff at the office in between client calls. I would do real estate in between responding to burglaries and shootings. I was always doing something because now let me tie it back to the post. If you work four hours a day, I don't care if it's 4 a.m. to 8 a.m., 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. It doesn't matter. It's just that 4 a.m. is my time. Like even today, my alarm goes off at 345 still today. I go to bed early, but my alarm goes off at 345. But 4 a.m. to 8 a.m., that's four hours a day, five days a week. That's 20 hours a week, 80 hours a month, 960 hours a year. That's 5.71 weeks. That's almost six weeks. That's almost a month and a half you've created. And if you do it seven days a week, it's two months. So you've created a 14-month year. Yeah, Sarah, I didn't realize it when I was doing it. But what I was doing was over a 10-year period, I've created almost an extra year that I've worked on stuff that people haven't. And I was Mm -hmm. super efficient with my time. So people are like, how did you open a restaurant? 
How did you start real estate? How did you buy a mobile home park? How are you running the mobile home park? How did you travel to all these countries? I just got really good at not wasting time and using time very efficiently towards my goals. And, you know, it's, it's, it's paid off. And those habits die hard. Like I don't, 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. nowadays, I'm not really working on real estate. I'm at the gym, I'm posting online, and I'm talking to a lot of my business partners and friends from overseas because, you know, it's later over there. But the, the habit is still with me. I am working on things that matter to me um, using those four hours. So it sticks. Okay. And then a question about that then. Yeah. Now that you've kind of implemented this as like a lifestyle, is it yeah. the passion first or the habit? What do you think people need? Do they need to really <laughs> care about something to wake them up <laughs> at 4 a.m.? Because I, I get up at 4 a.m. too, to be honest. <laughs> I've actually mm. started getting up earlier um, because mm. I got, I'm now working in a real estate development in Costa Rica too. And I had to add more hours to my day <laughs> to add that to my plate. Um, but yeah. for you, is it like, what, what is it? Because somebody's thinking about this. They're being it okay. It gets like, me going and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, to get you up. First, I don't do well unless I'm going out or whatever, I don't do well in the evening hours. That's just my rhythm. My, I mean, I did it for so long outside of patrolling in the middle of the night when I was a police officer. I just enjoy 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. I like getting a lot of stuff done before the world wakes up because once the world wakes up, you get distracted by a lot of stuff. That's the first thing. Because once my kid is up, I'm like, man, I can't get stuff done, right? I do think you have to have a why for a lot of things. And one of the reasons I still go to the gym as much as I do, and you see me post about this stuff and because one of the most important thing to me right now is my health. I've made my money. I'm not saying I'm not going to make more money, but Sarah, I, I, I have zero regrets. You know, you're, you're talking to someone who has done, let's say hundred million dollars deals in corporate $40 million deals in real estate. I have run into houses. I've been shot at. I've gotten into fights. Knives, knives have been pulled on me. A car tried to run over me. Um, I've been in the worst places in the world relative to military. Like I'm not, and none of that stuff is glory, by the way. It's just work, you know? But the one thing that I fear is being a prisoner of my own body. I'm 48 years old. Like I got a shelf life. We have 28,000 days in the average lifetime. I have 10,500 and change left. I'm aware of that. So my health matters to me. I like being in the gym. And the other thing is from a mentality perspective, I'm a military police ex-football player. Physicality has been with me my whole life. I got ego. <laughs> my 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 oldest son is 23 going on 24 and he's an amateur bodybuilder. I'm not going to let that little dude lift more weights than me. That's not going to happen. We, we have to have a why or none of this stuff works. Like even the work that I'm doing with Quattro, I've been doing real estate now for, I'm almost going into my third decade. This shit gets old. But my why is enough because now the why relative to real estate is how do I help other people get to their financial freedom? How do I stroke a check for seven figures to affect the population through philanthropy work? I have a why. So I will still do the work. So, and lastly, yes, we have a why, which usually drives motivation, but motivation is an emotion. And I got this off of a comment on LinkedIn, so it's not mine, but it's true. Motivation is an emotion. It can fade. Consistency doesn't. So, yeah. you know, I made that post of um, I, I got up, I went to the gym. I sat in a parking lot. I sat in a parking lot that day for like 14 minutes in my car. I didn't want to go inside. Like I was so it wasn't that I was tired. I'm just like, I just come to this damn gym all the time. And I finally got my butt into the gym. I deadlifted for like 25 minutes and I did 200 pushups and I walked out. 
So the workout was for 25 minutes, not the hour that I usually stand there. But the routine of it, I didn't break my routine. And I've done that before where I drive up there, go inside, walk two miles and go home. I don't want to break my routine, you know? So yes, motivate or uh, your why for sure. But consistency plays a big part. Yeah, it's that's one of my favorite books is The Compound Effect. And it's oh. exactly I love that book, right? Like, it's so simple. But it's like when you program your mind in a sense where you just remove the emotion, you just do it for the sake of doing it in a sense Like you you, you get in, you get in the, the habit, you go, 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 then it's internalized. Um, yep. And you just really get to see in that book, like how over time the effects of that, you can't even realize the bigger picture effects, right? Like with what you're doing now with Quattro, which I want you to share a little bit more about because what you're doing now is coming from somebody who's done so much. Right. And I think that's, what's really cool for people to see is like, what is somebody who's accomplished so much and tried so many things? What is something that they're still interested in essentially right now? And they see as um, worth it uh, in terms of a role to make a difference. So look, what are you doing at Quattro? What is Quattro all about? Mm -hmm. Just, just share a bit. Yeah. So that single family journey that I talked to you about, which is what I call my main finance. I, I talk about three real estate lives. My first real estate life was 02 to 15, securing my financial freedom, passive income with single family. Then I started the second real estate, real estate life, which is multifamily. It took me some time to get going, but I first deal I did was a mobile home park. Second was a mobile home park. Then I did a few small apartment buildings. Then I found my Quattro partners. We got together and we've done about 300 million of real estate in the last three years, three, three and a half years now. But that second real estate life was not because I was searching for more money. It's because I was bored. <laughs> I wasn't, and I mean that like it's, it actually is kind of funny, but I mean it in the right way. I wasn't yeah. growing. I was the, the dude who was making money in single family and like swimming around in my mansion, like Scrooge McDuck. Just you, you're you're not you're pressing repeat on the same thing. You're not learning anything, so it naturally led me to to multifamily. And the way that I talk about my multifamily journey is, I'm just trying to help people achieve financial freedom faster than I did it because it took me 14 to 17 years, depending on the the outcome you want to talk about. So I help other people do it, and I still do it. Right. So we have we sold some, but we've done about 2,000 units of syndication. I think we've gone full cycle on seven. All of them have been 25% average annual return or more. So we've done a really good job. And then um, I have four partners. I never I never wanted to be partnered with anyone. I really like being the master of my own domain. But we, the first deal we did, they, 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 Aaron, my current partner, asked me to sponsor the deal because I had a bit of net worth. I had some real estate and some restaurants and stuff, and I sponsored it. We started that deal October of 2019. We closed it January of 20. It was so fast. It was good. And we're like, oh man, let's stick together. And then here we are, 300, you know, 300, 200 million, 200 million in assets later. Um, I think we, we're at about $100 million invested that we take care of right now, which is really cool. So, you know, the, the Quattro thing is not like, I, I don't chase money. When you chase money, it runs. I'm chasing outcomes. I'm trying to help people do shit. And the funny thing is every time I seem to do things to help people, money seems to drop out as a consequence or a byproduct. I'm noticing that. I don't go do things just so that happens as a byproduct. I'm just telling you it, it, it happens as a byproduct. Um, people confuse, oh, he's doing large scale real estate to make tons of money. No, I have more than enough money to live. 
I still drive my 2005 paid off Infinity. I will not get rid of it. She's on 200,000 miles. I love Betsy. She ain't going nowhere. I live in a humble home. I paid off just about all my real estate. I'm not interested in doubling my net worth. So I become doubly happy. It don't work that way, you know, but you don't want to sit around and just like twiddle your thumbs. You do want to have impact on society in some way. And Quattro is one of the ways that I do it now. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because even in the tone of your voice, like I know that when you're talking about the passion driving and, and the helping other people, that's why you do it because people are actually making money from investing yeah. with you. Like this is the reality. Like uh, the investors, they're actually get fund their passion projects and they get yeah. to look at things differently because they're not just, you know, investing in this deal. They're actually investing with people that ha are living a lifestyle and an example to them, which I think is really cool. And it's interesting that you know the, you know, the difference of making more money, not making you happier. There's um the law of diminishing return. And, and it's yeah. true. Like <laughs> you get to a certain point and you're just like, okay, well, like, I'm good in the sense like I have the cushion. I'm my day looks like what I want my day to look like. That extra, you know, Prada purse or whatever, it's not actually going to make a difference. It's more like where is my time available with my kids or you know doing something that lights me up, even in work. Like I love working, and I can tell you love working too. Mm -hmm, but you're mm -hmm. doing stuff where it's like, oh, this is exciting. Like. I'm lit up to do this type of work. And I think that's what people sometimes get wrong where they think you're trying to make money just to make it and to do nothing. It's like, you actually want to keep working, but in a way mm -hmm. that's an impact. Right. And I really hear that in your speaking. You, and, you do. You yeah, do. Yeah. And I just want to say like, I don't just do real estate. I, I appreciate real estate for the tool that it is, mm -hmm. but I tried out for the NFL twice I was a federal agent for 22 years. I was a street cop for 15 years. I'm executive producing some TV media projects now. Okay. I'm developing real estate in the Mediterranean, but that has nothing to do with real estate. It has everything to do with lifestyle. I just wanted to live in a different place. Yeah. I'm 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 grateful for real estate, but real estate, you know, it has outcomes, but it's a tool for life. You know what I mean? And I, I will say this, and people haven't picked this up, but I'm starting to speak about this more, and I think it's important. So here I am, 48 years old, Quattro is about 200 million, and let's say I have about 30 million in interest outside of Quattro, okay? So let's call it 250 million. Then what? I am paying attention to people who are 15 years my senior. I'm paying attention. And some of them I consider mentors, and what I'm learning from them is that they disconnected from all of their business interests too late. I have a hundred million dollars of investors that I care about. I love them. And I'm grateful they took a chance on me, which means I will never leave them until I've disposed of those properties, either sold them or refinanced, cash out, refinance some, right? But I'm starting to not take on investors anymore because I have a rule now, because by the time I'm 53, which would be in five years or less, I don't want to have to be responsible for what I don't want to be responsible for. I want to live more. Before this call, I had two investor calls with, um, we have a big property in Huntsville, Alabama market, 210 units. There's about 80 investors on that call. We just had a group call. Okay. It took us a week to prepare for that group call. I'm grateful, but I don't want to be doing that at 53. So I'm starting to unplug. Now, most people would be like, why are you unplugging, man? Go do seven more deals and get your net worth up to 90 million. For, for what? Why don't you take what you have 
be good to your kids, be available for, I'm so available for my, my young one. Now I want to be even more available as he gets older and goes to college and stuff like that. Anyways, I'm just throwing it out there. Like I'm, I'm grateful for this business stuff, but it's just a tool for life. And then once I sense that I've achieved the outcomes I want to achieve, then there's other stuff to do and other stuff to focus on. This is exactly why I wanted to have you on. And I'm so grateful for this conversation because it's yeah. this, this way of sharing the wisdom. It's like, that's what people don't get enough of in my, in my opinion, it's just mm. this direct straight perspective when you've done a lot and where you get to and looking forward, like, okay, but, but then what, like you said, so yeah. thank you, Maurice. Like that is what I feel like people, you know, not need to, people are going to live their own lives, do what they want, but it's, it really um, re relieves a lot of pressure we put on ourselves to be and do a million things. And we just focus on what we really want, make the money to do it and, you know, live a good life. You know well, I mean? the, 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 here. And, and one more thing, the, that corporate journey, when I stopped trying to get upper titles or whatever, and I didn't want to be a partner. And I was like, I said no to promotions and stuff. I've gotten very good at not giving a shit what's on my left and my right. You know, when people, we do it too. Entrepreneurs do it too. You know, the people in corporate who are like, man, I exec VP. Now I want to be director. Now I want to be the COO and the CMO and the CEO. In the entrepreneurial space, especially in real estate, what kills me is when people are like, I want to have 5,000 units. Like, for what? Because you could have three condos and be free. Why are you mm -hmm. comparing yourself to people? So when I'm suggesting to you that I want to, quote unquote, back out, I'll still do things. But the people who don't back out, some of them are doing that uh, inorganically because they're comparing themselves to someone who has 10,000 units and I got to get there. Mm -hmm. No, you don't, you don't have to do anything. You are falling into the societal standard of we have to compete with each other, which formal education gave us. Bravo, formal education. No, whatever your standard of life is, your Costa Rica, my Cyprus or my DC or your Toronto, do what makes you happy. Just use real estate as a tool. Use your job as a tool. And you don't need assets right away. You can get a virtual job and do what you got to do, but, you know, buy a few assets along the way so it takes care of you later. You know, I just want to give people that perspective. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Endless Wealth Podcast. If you loved what you heard here, please leave me a five-star review on Apple. It would mean the world to me to get this information out to more people like you.